Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, the podcast by, for, and about Jewish songwriters. I'm your host, Sheldon Lowe, and each week I interview a different Jewish songwriter to learn a little bit about their music, their lives, and their writing process. These songwriters are some of my favorite people, and I'm excited to talk to them, draw inspiration, and to share it all with you. If you're like me, you're constantly looking for new Jewish music, so I've asked each writer to share about a new song which you'll be able to hear in full on the Jewish Songwriter Spotify playlist and YouTube channel. Best of all, if you subscribe to this podcast, it'll automatically download to your device each week for free. This week's Jewish Songwriter is Shira Klein. Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, Shira. Thank you, Sheldon. So for those listeners who may not know you, can you give us like a little bit of your story? Where are you from? I grew up in Colorado where I had like a really creative life because, you know, my mother was a dancer and um, there was a costume box available to me because I was a little kid and I played a lot and I had like Mm -hmm. a ton of creative output. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of my um, most creative self. Then we moved to Louisiana, (laughs) which was really a different scene um, completely. From Colorado? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. We moved to Louisiana and uh, I have this history in the South where my father's a rabbi, he's Mm -hmm. a rabbi, and Mm -hmm. his father was a rabbi Mm -hmm. in Mississippi and Texas. And uh, so I have this like serious, you know, Southern southern roots actually. And um, that's where I became a music teacher in like a little red schoolhouse uh, where my dad was the rabbi and I was like the the teacher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there was maybe two or three kids ever, uh, different ages. And that's when I started teaching music really when I was in like, you know, when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Wow. Uh, and I, I just taught the songs I knew from summer camp. Um, and I, I really, 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 really loved summer camp and, um, you know, idolized my song leaders and like took on playing guitar and song leading Mm -hmm. when I was as young as, you know, as young as I could. And Kibbutz Hatsofim. Wow. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, and then high school happened, and I could not ever sync up. Mm-hmm. Youth group was really a lifeline, mm-hmm. and somehow, whenever I hung out with those kids, um, and there it was just complete different language of the soul was spoken. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I had a great time, and I had friends, and I played, and that's also where I continued song leading, and uh, just really reveling in hmm. music. So it was all youth group. It really was, it was summer camp and, and the youth group thing. Also my parents. So you have, you mm-hmm. have, that's a really critical piece of this is that my parents are just like mad creative. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. Like my mm-hmm. mom is like the patron saint of arts and artists. Mm-hmm. So they just, you know, we, I was raised on like um, Hasidic folk festivals. We used to like get yeah. on the bus and drive to, uh, with the congregation, you know, to mm-hmm. go see wherever the Hasidic folk festival was playing. Huh. Or um, I was really surrounded by music. Mm-hmm. And, and also um, every single holiday we had, the people would come over and my dad had song sheets and we mm. had like a repertoire, like this was yeah. what we sang on Hanukkah. And still to this yep. day, you know, we go through every single song, yep. like militant, can't, mm-hmm. can't skip a verse. Can't and, leave without mm-mm. finishing every last word. <laughs> so, you know, we, we played, it was a very play, mm-hmm. play forward, um, fun yeah. household. When, tell me like the rest of your journey, like how did you become Shira Klein, you know, Jewish <laughs> educator, musician extraordinaire? I guess, you know, a part of it was that there was this, there was always opportunities like, cause in the Jewish settings, like music just happens all yeah. the time. So that might have been another opening in my understanding of like, of course I can make music 
uh, as a way of making a living in, in Jewish settings because mm-hmm. it, there's always music. So mm-hmm. I was a religious school music teacher uh-huh. for a long time in White Plains. That was like one of my thousand jobs during college. This is during Sarah Lawrence. Okay. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I was a music teacher. Then I graduated and I and I um I told New York City, I moved to New York City and I was like, dear New York City, I'm I'm not signing any contracts because I don't know where I'm going to be and how long I'm going to stay mm-hmm. anywhere. And I was that kid. Yep. Uh, also, I was refusing still to work in the Jewish world and I was like pursuing theater. Mm-hmm. And I was no longer pursuing acting. I was pursuing directing. Mm-hmm. But money actually came from working in the field that I actually mm-hmm. could work in, which was the Jewish music world. Um, there was a day that I ran into Amichai Lalavi mm-hmm. and he had a gang of musicians with him and they were playing Middle Eastern Jewish music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that was mm, the bug. That yeah. was it. I was like, that is what I want to be playing. Mm-hmm. And that is what I recognized in myself. Like that was another growth moment for me. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the sound of my, the music that I like mm-hmm. the most. So mm-hmm. um, I really went down in that field and I started working with that gang of um, musicians, musicians and artists and yeah. I still do to this day. Yeah. Wow. So... What do you consider your, your, yourself in the Jewish realm? Like, what's your title? Well, I did skip a little bit in this story of, like, how did I become me? Uh, becoming me was also Shir Lala, you know? Yes. So just backtracking for a moment, um, remember I was telling you that on holidays, my family would have this sing-along right. thing. And one of my first desires in when I started working in the Jewish world is I realized why don't I'm like, don't you realize how fun that holiday is? Like, oh, it's really fun. It's like a full, playful, imaginative, like creative holiday. Mm-hmm. And there's all this fun music that goes up and nobody knew it. So um I started doing holiday sing-alongs. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of my early childhood music work. And then I started working in early childhood centers and becoming like as a music teacher. And so I started learning. This is in New York though? Yeah, all Uh in New York. Mm -hmm. And I started um, like inhaling, you know, like in in a whole new way. And that was another moment of like becoming me, you know, Mm -hmm. was realizing that young children were just amazing. Yeah. And, And their creativity and their imaginative the realms of possibility and the realms of presence that they, that they have was to be like one of my most foremost teachers in life, you know? So Mm. that was such a big deal. And then I was really hooked and I was like, you know, you could not tear me away from like playing (laughs) in a mosh pit with kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, the sing-alongs eventually turned into those Sheer La La CDs. And like a, I would never recommend anybody ever do this, but I like made the first three CDs at the same basic time. And I, I laid out the basic tracks for three albums with wow. the same musicians and um, David Morgan was my producer. And then I eventually put them out much slower uh, uh, into the universe, but it, uh-huh. but that, yeah, that was a crazy adventure. Yes. And that was a huge part of like becoming Sheer Lala um, uh-huh. with those recordings and the, and the concerts and, and playing and meeting other colleagues that do that, like Ellen Allard and, and uh, right. you know, I think I met her along the path somewhere and uh-huh. started exchanging like Tips I started, and tricks. And yeah, I started understanding like, wow, this is a true field of uh-huh. uh, pedagogy and and I'm a, I'm a, like a liberal arts kid, you know. Right. So I've been learning along the way and I'm surrounded by teachers and mm-hmm. that's that's the other like that curiosity thing mm-hmm. kicks in. So Sheila has been closest to my heart and so that means that I am a kitty rocker. Mm-hmm. I am a, that's one of my titles, I proudly <laughs> carry is yes. I'm a kitty rocker. Yep. And then 
lately I've been saying I'm a ritualist. Like I'm a mm. sacred musician mm-hmm. um, and I do ritual work. So I've been, been uh, using the title ritual artist. So let's talk about the sun shines down on everyone. <laughs> uh, can you just uh, set this up? Can you tell us a little bit about the song and, and what it means to you? I wrote the, the music with my bandmates and also with my producer, which is Josh Nelson. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so different songs have different um, compo- composer com- collaborations, and the sun shines down on everyone is really my version of the Shema and the interconnectedness that mm. is sort of the rules of the universe that mm-hmm. is exposed by the Shema. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things to the Shema, but this specifically, sure. uh, I always feel like the Shema is such a great teaching point for me with children because it really again it's the call to presence you know uh-huh. and um and then it establishes this nucleus of like out uh, you know here we are alive and here we are connected to everything echad yeah we are in echad and uh echad is is the hebrew word for one and it and it is just a it has like a lot of poetic possibility to what it could really mean inside the concept of oneness so the sunshine sound on everyone is a counting song Mm-hmm. And it was mixed by a underground hip hop artist in Brooklyn mm-hmm. to with a sampling um, based on Sesame Street music. Mm-hmm. So it has this lightness to me that is like, it's like if you were to write music based on a constellation, mm-hmm. you know, and where the music bounces from star to star, like that's what that feels like to me. <laughs> um, but it also has the playful creativity of like, just like r- absurd mm-hmm. kid play time yeah so the sun shines down on everyone is a huge delight to play mm-hmm. and um my band and i have played around with it uh with a backtrack in some ways because the mm. electronic side of it is so much fun yeah but um it's <laughs> it, we found that it was impossible because um in live in a live setting which is what you know i'm always playing in a live setting the uh it's too much fun to stop and play so we really bombed yeah. with the back with the track yeah because you got to stick to yeah. the um I hear you. But for the music teacher or the cantor or yeah. the ECLC educator, like mm-hmm. what do you what tips do you have for them to be able to share this song or teach this song? Uh I would imagine that this song, well, I mean it's a pattern song. So it is a, and it's a counting song, so I can imagine I have never done it in a in a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just imagine that it would be great with pictures because each you know two is me and you swimming in the ocean blue Mm -hmm. three are birds four are big fat boars chomping on apple cores you Mm -hmm. know five you know there's porcupines (laughs) there's barnyard hens there's like so i think it would be a visual cues would be awesome Mm -hmm. i think that there's clear dance moves like Mm -hmm. not dance moves but uh gestures and motion hand motions Mm -hmm. so i would say that it would need to be a good playful song that if it falls apart that's okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's a silly. It's a silly it's song. It's a get silly song. And then I would probably, as a teacher, I would probably slow it way down for the, you know, all around and up and down the world is. 
And I would leave a lot of space for the sun shines down on every fill in the blank, you know, and Mm -hmm. I would, I would expect that there would be a lot of pattern making in, um, guessing what what the lyrics are, things like that. Um, and then of course the most important thing for a teacher in a song this long is don't feel the need to do the whole thing Mm -hmm. and count to wherever you want Mm -hmm. or start at 10 and go down and Mm -hmm. don't ever feel beholden to the format that the composer, me, um, totally. Yeah. Recorded, And I think you also hit on something earlier, which I think is totally appropriate. And I encourage people to do all the time. If you don't feel like you've got the skills to lead it with a guitar and do it live and and add all of the things that one can do Mm -hmm. when performing it live, put the CD on and sing along to the CD. I mean, that's what we do on long car rides, right? So it has the same educational content. Absolutely. And it has all the fun that you were talking about that's on the track. And it has Mm -hmm. that that personality. It has the character of Sheer Lala that's, you know, all throughout the Earthworm Disco album, which is really fun. Oh, thank you. Also, it, it tunes your ears. You know, so it's good to listen to, rec- I mean, it's great to listen to recorded music. I mm-hmm. mean, it's also really great to like be in the presence of a live vibrating instruments, but mm-hmm. the recordings are, are done with so much love and so oh much care. Oh my God, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, how? So fun. Right? So like, why not like tune your ears in and mm-hmm. try to guess what instrument is that? And, oh, I love with this part where there's this one funny thing. I mean, it's a lot of love. Can you tell me a little bit about... When either you're writing or when you're, say, choosing to um, perform or, let's say, record a song, what are the things that you are looking for to say that's a keeper? You know, it's easy to say uh, that what is a keeper for me usually is if when I hear a song, if I want to (laughs) cry. You know, certainly not out of sadness, although... It could be, but mostly what I mean is like when something stirs, when I feel mm-hmm. stirring happening, when I feel like heart movement happening, I'm in it. Um, and that I will totally work with that piece of music. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. There are a handful of songs out there that um, have worked their way through me. But um, I think the the only things that, that is, I don't know anything about the keeper side of it, except like if I'm if I really, really, really enjoy it and want to sing uh-huh. it again, you know, some kind of doorway that opens to a feeling that mm-hmm. that's that's and has movement. And, and, um, that's another thing that I think I'm looking for when I choose a piece of music for a particular moment in time, probably has to do with where will, what, where can we go with this song? And I don't mean like we can use it for the Micha Mocha. I don't mean that. I mean, like, how is this going to help me heal? So how did you come up with the list of songs then that ended up being, let's say, on the Share La La? The CDs were modeled after that family sing-along that I mm-hmm. grew up with. I was like, oh, you need a repertoire for every holiday. Right. You need to – and so the CDs all tell the story of the holiday in like early childhood kitty tone. Language. Yeah. Um, kitty language, kitty G- – totally. The G-rated like, mm-hmm. you know. And then it goes into uh, – then it starts, then they each grow more complex in the musicality of things and more Hebrew and more, you know, and then it's more like family songs. And then they end with like, and you, these are the uh, at-home rituals. So mm. those, the Shirlala CDs are mostly not music I wrote. They mm-hmm. are absolutely a collection of like the best, most um, successful songs for the purpose that I wanted to bring kids together and family. So they're mm-hmm. very, they're meant to be intergenerational and they are... Um, they're meant for the learning and the celebrating, like the, the practice, the life practice of those holidays. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's really helpful for a, 
someone who's songwriting to even just some of the ways that you describe the music, just to attach that um, lexicon to a songwriter so that they can think. I mean, you know, musicians can think about dynamics and tempo, right? But as a songwriter, you also need to think about who's going to be receiving this, especially a Jewish songwriter, mm. how they're going to use it, right? So things like simplicity, Hebrew, um, richness, um, generationally, where this is supposed to land. I think those are all really important considerations for a songwriter to have. All right. Well, I feel like I could talk to you forever and ever, but I do have a lightning round though. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Okay. I might fail some of these. Last book you read. Anatomy of the Brain. This is about the two, uh-huh. right right, right mm-hmm. brain, left right brain. Side, left I think brain. it's called yeah. Anatomy. What was the last song you listened to? Bjork. Last movie you saw? Black Panther. Ah, I'm jealous. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. So good. Um, what's your guilty pleasure song? ABBA. Oh, okay. Like that <laughs> Swedish pop? Okay. Um, what's your most used emoji? Uh, the yellow heart. Or the one with the eyes, like crying. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> because the interview he keeps asking me about uh, <laughs> high school. <laughs> all right. Um, I just want to thank you again so much for coming all the way up here, spending this time. Um, you know, I've, I've been looking for ways to hang out with you basically for a while. So I finally twisted your arm into Sheldon, it. <laughs> what an honor. Seriously, what an honor. Thank you. Thank you. This is The Sun Shines Down on Everyone by Shira Klein, Avi Fox-Rosen, and Lee Free. The sun shines down on everyone. One, one, one. The sun shines down on everyone. On the people and the trees, on the mountains and the bees, all around and up and down the world is one. Six, 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 fluffy baby chicks. 
alive with a magic trick. Ha, ha, ha. Five dolphins glide through the air. It's a perfect nosedive. Four big fat boys jump, 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 jump on apple cores. Three birds in the breeze sipping on their afternoon tea. Two is me and you swimming in the ocean blue and all around and up and down. The world is one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The sun shines down on every seven, seven, seven. The sun shines down on every seven. Seven singing rocks, counting to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Six fluffy baby chicks, loving a magic trick. Five dolphins glide through the air. It's a perfect nosedive. Four big fat boys jump, 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 jump on apple cores. Three birds in the breeze, sipping on afternoon tea. Two is me and you, swimming in the ocean blue, and all around and up and down. The world is one. That's it for this episode of Jewish Songwriter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. On the next episode of Jewish Songwriter... Hi, it's Todd Herzog. Jewish Songwriter is produced by Sheldon Lowe, edited by Ben Mazak of Native Sound on historic Cherokee Street in St. Louis, Missouri, and distributed by Hallelujah Music. Until next time, keep writing out there, and thanks for listening. Every little part of my body and soul.
Hallelujah. 